What is up? Are you ready for some football? We are talking the week nine NFL preview, going through all the good games this weekend, which is going to be exciting and some big questions that we have. This is the That Being Said podcast with the Jajur brothers. We just got done with our Seattle podcast. Now we're on to our NFL preview pod. I'm Sammy. And I'm George, and we're coming at you live and direct, Sammy. Do people want a break from Trump and Biden? I, I sure do. So let's just talk football. <laughs> sure do. Um, it's it's time for some football. It's time to uh, just just enjoy this time of football coming up. Um, you can always find us at the Sports on Tap and the Sports on and at Pod That on Instagram and on Twitter. But at the Sports on Tap on all platforms, and let's get rolling on some. Week nine NFL football, George. Um, let's start with one of the biggest games of the week. And this is where your first question was. And I would like to mention there is obviously a Thursday night football game, but this this will probably be out around Thursday night football. So we're not talking it. And if all goes right, the Packers should dominate against the like half of the 49ers. <laughs> Even though we, I mean, just real quick, the Packers do aren't a very physical team and you can run the ball against them. We saw it in the NFC Championship game last year. I do have a feeling the 49ers will be able to run the ball, just like Dalvin Cook in Minnesota was able to run the ball this week and might keep the game a little closer than we expect. Although they don't have any running backs. That, that is a problem sometimes. I, I saw some interesting thing. I think they have no no offensive players that touched the football during the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I mean, even, not including offensive linemen, right? I mean, they don't usually touch the football, but yeah, I think touched. So, touched. It's no position play. Yeah, yeah, that's just not. crazy. Yeah, um, so, like you were saying, first big game of the week. Um, we got the uh, the old souls that just won't go away. Uh, the Saints versus Buccaneers. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Is this weekend going to decide the NFC South? Sam? Probably, um, because one reason is obviously the fact that the Saints beat the Bucks the first time they played, and if they beat them again, I mean, having that tiebreaker and kind of cutting the lead close in the in the division is really going to hurt. I mean, it's not it's not something that that's going to be helpful for the Bucks. And on the other end, I mean, to me, and I think to most of America, this Tampa Bay Bucks team is much better than the Saints this year. Now, whether that's because of some injuries, I don't know, maybe Drew Brees has aged. Maybe it's just they're not as good of a defense as, as the Buccaneers' defense. Whatever it may be, you can tell that this Tampa Bay team's better. So a win for Tampa Bay helps them really get a good edge going on a, a really good edge going in the division. But a, a loss for Tampa Bay hurts just as badly as it does for the Saints because Tampa would be two games and lose the tiebreaker to New Orleans, which – could be a deciding factor at some point this season. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Exactly, how, exactly what you said. I echo that sentiment. Actually, um, I was looking at the forecast for this game, and it's in, in Tampa. Um, it's supposed to be rain and thunderstorms, but you know, for anyone who's lived in Florida, as I, I have, as you have, uh, tropical weather is unpredictable. Just because it says it's rain and thunderstorms doesn't mean it's necessary. It could be nice and crisp, and it's a night game, so it won't be sunny. But you know, I mean, it can be clear skies, or it could be torrential downpour. <laughs> like you never know. So, 
But with that forecast, I mean, that would really help the Buccaneers. A team that runs that uh, has a really high end defense usually does better in a game where there's a lot of rain, a lot of, you know, weather conditions. But I guess to me, man, I, are, are you, um, this is for the touchdown record here, right? Is, I think does Brady have the lead or does, this, or does Drew Brees have the lead right now? Which I think is the funniest thing because, like, it's all like breaking news. Tom Brady now is all-time leader in touchdown passes. Like 10 minutes later, breaking news. Drew Brees is now the all-time leader in touchdown record. But th- this game could come down to not only the division standing, but the all-time touchdown record holder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tom Brady won the record because he's going to play more than this year. And I'm, it seems pretty certain that like this is Drew Brees' last year. I feel like when we're in a weird way, a lot of people talk about it. He has like the – what, he has an NBC deal signed? Does he already? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. There he right? is, or CBS or somewhere. He has an NBC deal. Tom Brady's up by one right now in the touchdown race, um, as of because they played on third or played on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he went up by one. But yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, the reason that the record's stupid is because uh, obviously <laughs> that's why you're making fun of it. It's because they both play every week, so it's obviously mm-hmm. going to change. But I think at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady's record because. I feel like there's no chance. If Drew Brees is still in the NFL, Tom Brady's going to try to prove a point and stay in the NFL too. He just wants yeah. to outdo these older people that are still – he's pretty much done outdone everybody in his age class. I, mean, I wouldn't consider Roethlisberger. He has more – I mean, Roethlisberger is like six years younger than Brady. So yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. He's outdone yeah. like everybody that's almost 40. Yeah. yeah no, Although, I know everyone gives – this makes me think about Aaron Rodgers for a second because everyone gives Aaron Rodgers a damn pass all the time. Aaron Rodgers turns 37 this year. I know. I was shocked to hear that the other day. He's going to be 37 years old. I, was, I did not know Aaron Rodgers was that old. I thought he was like 34. And everyone always talks about like how like you know he could be the greatest. To, like He's obviously not. That's all I have to say. No, not. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. Yeah. He's really not. Um yeah, it's going to be – It's it is – you're right, though. Brady wants to outdo everyone. He has outdone everyone. But I do have a fun thing to tell you. Um, Drew Brees holds the all-time record right in uh, passing yards. You know that Matt Stafford's on pace to break that record? Like this passing I do know that, George, because I know where you get your information from. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, if Matt Stafford breaks – like these records are so stupid now. Like the, Matt we, Stafford – but. It's not stupid because Matt Stafford won't break it. I mean, he could. You, did you know Matt? I don't Stafford, think there's a possible chance he'd play ten more years at this pace, which would be pretty unlikely. I, I have no idea. I'm just saying he's on pace to break it, and um, he's you know, not on pace to break it. Yeah, he is. He's on pace to break no, it. No, he's not. He's on pace to go like crack the top fifteen, eh, like top twenty. All right. Well, anyway, that's the besides you don't have to look it up. It's not that big of a deal. But did you know Matt? You know Matt Stafford and uh, Clayton Kershaw went to school together. Yeah, everybody in America knows that. Everyone always wants to bring it up. I think it's hilarious. And now everyone brings it up to be funny. It's it's a, it's one of my favorite uh, favorite things, favorite jokes that aren't really a joke left in sport. I just have to tell you, what the he's not on pace to break. He is at uh, he is well, almost he is. 39,000 passing yards away from Drew Brees. That's a lot of yards. Yeah, so he'd have to do like, what, 3,900 yards for 10 straight seasons, and Drew Brees would have to stop this second. Okay. But Matt Stafford's 18th. And he has COVID, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, he does. That's why we brought up Matt Stafford, I guess. Um, 
let's stick to this game because it's actually the biggest game of the weekend. I mean, this is um, – I just want to say one last thing is I'm picking the Bucks. Tom Brady's not going down. The one year that he might have against Drew Brees in this division, I don't think he's going to – he's not going to allow a sweep to happen. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think this is like a circle game on Tom Brady's calendar. And I'm not saying like Tom Brady is like a type of guy who just has a calendar and circles like games and it's like, all right, week nine, Drew Brees coming at you, dog. But I think he's like – I really do believe that – he knows how big this game is actually for the division. And I think they won home field advantage. They want to have an opportunity. They know Seattle has one loss. They have two losses. And so is New Orleans. And this game is going to go a long way of not only deciding the division, but deciding who gets that one bye week in the playoffs. And that one bye week could be the difference between it going to the Super Bowl and not going to the Super Bowl. It could. Um, I just I think he's more concerned about the division right now than the bye week. Because at the end of the day, I think the first thing you can control as a team, I think for Tom Brady right now, first thing you can control is win the division because that's necessary. Yeah, but you know, actually, Tom Brady's probably the type of guy who just circles game by game and he probably stays focused into the one game. He's probably not even thinking about the division, to be honest. Yeah. If, if, if anything in his career has been evident of how he really is. Well, but then again, he hasn't been in many division races. True. This is like the first <laughs> division race he's been in. Yeah. Right? So I don't know how he feels this year, but usually it's like oh, a good solid seven-game lead on the division. So you're like, hey Tom, do you think you win a division this year? Like, what, we don't just get that automatically. Yeah, he's like, I don't get it. Um, let's get into your second question. I want to well, say, well, my do you think Antonio Brown will have an impact? This game's on Sunday Night Football. What do you think kind of impact that Antonio Brown could have in his first game? He, the hard thing with this is because it's like Tom Brady's not a force receiver or force a receiver kind of guy. So like he could go anywhere from having 10 catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns if he's open. And if he's not open a lot, he's going to have one catch for 15 yards. So it's like the hard thing with this is, is he going to have an impact plays wise on the field? Sure. Statistically, Tom Brady's like, I mean, we even saw Mike Evans is maybe a top three or four receiver in the NFL. He doesn't force it to Mike Evans when he right. doesn't. He's he not open. The so, still. Yeah. He so industry there. Yeah, it's not even just chemistry. I mean, when you also have Mike Evans, he's probably more heavily guarded than Gronk right now, and that opens things up for Gronk. Yeah. We wonder why yeah, there's a lot for Mike Evans too. If you have Godwin, Gronk, uh, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans, like you can't, who, you can't double team all of them. So this might happen. Scotty Miller. And oh yeah, Scotty Miller, poor, poor guy. I wonder uh, yeah, how much more snaps he's going to get. They will probably run four receiver sets. He'll he'll have he'll have. Uh, Tom Brady likes him. You can just tell. My, mm. What I'm saying is it, that that's not how a team like this thinks, though. I mean, like DK Metcalf was tweeting after his game against the Cardinals where Lockett had 15 catches and Metcalf had two. He was tweeting, like, the GOAT, Tyler Lockett. Like, these guys, if you're meant to be on these type of winning teams, you don't care about that type of shit. And that's where they have to make sure that Antonio Brown doesn't – but I think that's why Antonio Brown works with Tom Brady because he trusts Tom Brady, and he, I don't think he's going to bitch about stats. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, let's get to your next question. Which team could have the biggest second half surprise? Okay. So what I mean by this question, Sammy, it's not like which team is going to like surprise out of nowhere. I mean, like which team is, uh, I, I probably just wrote it wrong, but is there a team you see uh, in the NFL right now that might be sub 500 or right around 500 or be under the radar that could actually kind of come back and really win some football games? Okay. I'm going to exclude the NFC East here. Because I think it's not fair to include them in a conversation right now because they're in an odd spot where you have 
like the Eagles are leading, but they haven't been good. You have, I think we just lost you for a second. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's my bad. I was loading okay. ESPN's um, schedule and, and I had to turn on my VPN. <laughs> um, I, I think it's odd that we have the NFC East. I don't want to consider them because even if the Eagles go on a winning streak, it could be part of the division. It could be part just because they play all these bad teams. It's a weird division. I don't want to include them. The mm-hmm. one team that I think that can make a run and it's something that has to do with my my one of my questions today is maybe the Houston Texans because they're the only team that has a guy that's like an undisputed top 10 quarterback that isn't winning any games. Yep. And it's odd. Um, and I think that whole division is a little combustible. It's like a little volatile because I don't know if Phillip Rivers is going to be good or bad sometimes and the Colts aren't that great. The Jags aren't that great. And the Tennessee Titans, as of the last two games, have been kind of exposed. And now Jadavian Clowney's out again this week for the Titans. Um, Ryan Tannehill hasn't been the best. He's been okay some games, some games not. I think the Texans have a weird place to, you know, they can go. They've done this before too, by the way, where they've gone on those weird six, seven game runs. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a nice little candidate for it. Uh, my candidate, and I, I do agree with you, they could go on there. Just, man, that one in six is so hard to come back from. If you're on other tabs, my George, candidate would, is. The George, mini- if you're on other tabs, I'd get out of those tabs because we can barely, it's, it's barely working. <laughs> but keep going. Okay. Um, I'm going to disconnect. Talk for a second about the Houston Texans. I'm just going to disconnect this VPN real quick. All right. Um, I'm going to move on to my Jaton Watson topic actually for now until George comes back because I think. Uh, I think the the thing with Deshaun Watson is my question is going to be, is he trying to, should he try to get out of Houston? Because it's, this is one of the most interesting situations in the NFL when it comes to Houston. If they don't end up winning games today or this year, and they don't end up being one of those teams that makes a comeback, it's going to be a very odd situation because we haven't seen too many situations with a top notch quarterback that doesn't equal winning. They usually carry a franchise. Um, so it's kind of an odd situation this year between is Deshaun Watson maybe not as great as we thought, or is the are the Houston Texans as just as fucked up as some people say they are? Like yeah, there's a probably, weird in between here that I don't know. I I heard what you said there, and I think it could be the, the Houston Texans are just not as good as we thought they were. Um, well, that's, my, that wasn't my that was not one of my options. No, I, mean, <laughs> I said. I, I, you know what I mean. I think the Houston Texans are just a fucked up situation. I, I think there's not Watson. But then why? But then why is every great quarterback like make some situations better? And I feel like he hasn't this year. So it's just an interesting thought. You know, it is an interesting thought, but I don't think like too many organizations have sabotaged like their organization as much as the Houston Texans, like his best weapons, trading his best offensive linemen. And putting him in a situation where he's just kind of screwed right now. And, and that's unfortunate for Deshaun Watson. Uh, my team, and I don't know if they'll make a run, but I believe – go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just I, I brought up my question while you were figuring it out. You want to just answer that question? Because we don't have to cover that whole thing. My question was, should Watson try to get out of Houston? It's a very rare question for quarterbacks, and it rarely mm-hmm. happens. But do you think it's something that he should – 
try to do like do you think his career could be is it like a cleveland brown situation where it's like your career could get sabotaged if you you stay there no and he's made the playoffs every almost every single year of his career um there and you've seen in the nfl you can revamp and reboot a situation so fast and they got rid of the head coach you got rid of the gm and they'll have a brand new head coach and gm next year the one thing that does suck is you know they have no first round draft pick this year they traded it Mm -hmm. so that kind of sucks but i just don't think that deshaun watson needs to get out of houston i think Houston's a big city we've seen them be successful i think they made the playoffs like what eight out of the last 10 years so it's not the Cleveland Browns situation where they haven't made the playoffs since what in the 2000s. It's been like 15 years. So Houston's yeah. have been primed, and we've seen them do it before. And I think they just—I mean, they've won the division. I think three out of the last four years. So now, no, they—they've they, they've only been in the playoffs twice in his career out of four years. Okay, 2018, 2019. So after this year, I mean, that's only two out of five years. Two out of three years. Because you have to remember, he tore his ACL his first year. Yeah, but he played eight, uh, but still, okay. I mean, like that. Okay, I guess that's a different topic, but still, in his career, Deshaun Watson himself, it's gonna be five, five years, two playoffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just I don't count that first year because he got hurt. So I think they were on pace to make the playoffs. I think he was undefeated as a starter and tore his ACL. So that's I guess not his fault, obviously. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's like beyond his control that season. So I, I mean, yeah, I and he just signed a ten-year contract, right? Seven-year, ten-year. I forget the exact. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think he he's going anywhere. But uh, I guess but it's a good question, Sammy. I'm not I'm not like poo pooing your question because we it's it never happens, but it's it never happened. might happen at some point in life. <laughs> I'm just saying, like there, that organization hasn't been as it's not the Cleveland Browns. No, well, you know like, they, they, they've seen playoffs. They've won playoff games too. Yeah, so that, that's why I sometimes and. Don't and he's still in a way. I guess he's still the best quarterback in that division. You have the best quarterback in the division. You could still you're gonna win some games. You just gotta go hire the right head coach. And you Ryan hope Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill would like a word with you, George. Ryan Tannehill could have a word with me, but I'm not gonna listen to his word. Keep your eye out, Sammy. Just keep it out on Dabo Sweeney being the Houston Texans next head coach. I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> keep an eye out for it. Uh, um, all right. So my team that I think could be a second half surprise, I'm not saying they're going to be a second half surprise, but it's the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings just came off a big win against the Packers. They play the Lions without Matt Stafford this week to go three and five. They play the struggling Bears who Nick Foles has not looked good in the last two weeks. If they win that, they then have the Cowboys, Panthers, and Jaguars. Their schedule gives them a good opportunity, even if they lose that game. And I say they're going to win them all. Like, obviously, not everyone wins them all. But even if they lose the game against the Bears, they could easily win, beat the Panthers. They can beat the Jaguars. They can beat the Lions without Matt Stafford. And then all of a sudden, they're hovering right around 500. Now, I, I just think they're a prime candidate to keep our eye out as a team that can make a run because we've seen them be good before. Um, just like the Houston Texans, which I think are another good candidate to put out there. I just don't think that I, I don't I don't know if we're gonna see a team make a second half run this year. But if I, I guess if I was just to circle a team and say, okay, this could be a candidate, I think you saying Houston is a good candidate, and I think Minnesota could be a candidate. Yeah, I mean, I uh, it all I guess it all depends on if uh I guess it all depends if uh the 
Kirk Cousins experience works out or not. I yeah. think he's the key to it because their defense isn't as good as it used to be, nope. but they have Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins usually can get things done. And they have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen right now. So it's not like losing Diggs was a big deal anymore. Um, right. It all depends on Kirk Cousins because with that schedule, they could go 6-0 right now. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel too. They could. If, if Kirk Cousins plays okay. Yeah, okay. and that put them at 8-5 and five all of a sudden. Yeah. Because they're 2-5 and five right now. But I, I, like I said, I don't know if it's going to happen. This is like one of those teams, like you try to project, like, okay, could this, what team could make it? We've seen Minnesota do it before. They have a great running back. Their offensive line is getting healthy. And uh, they have a schedule that kind of says, hey, man, we can, we can roll out some, game, uh, some games here. But one of the problems is the, one of the games against Chicago is primetime, Sammy. So we'll see how Kirk. Yeah, I'm not worried about Kirk for prime time against Mr. Trubisky. I'm more concerned about Mr. Trubisky or Nick Foles probably right now in prime time than I am uh, at any time, actually. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? Kirk Cousins did beat Drew Brees last year in a playoff game. Yeah, but it was a morning playoff game. He he played good no, against Seattle in prime time. I know. Good enough. Good enough. No, I know he gets a little too much extra hate about the primetime thing, but it's like one of those things where if you actually look at the data, he hasn't been as bad as, as people say on primetime. They just can't win. That's what yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so you can, it's like James Harden's stats aren't that bad in the playoffs either, but it, it's about the W's. Exactly. Um, speaking of tough comebacks this year and, uh, I think it's an interesting year to discuss. This is the race for the number one pick. Um, Will the it looks like Sam Donald might be out again this week? He hasn't practiced. Um, he's he's just due practice today for the second straight day, by the way. But I think he's he should be on track to play for this. Drew Brees, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about Drew Brees not practicing because he'll end up playing. We're, Sam Donald's like, uh, he's actually been missing games and stuff. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the race for the number one pick, I mean, you have the 0 and 8 Jets, the 1 and 7 Giants, the 1 and 6 Jags, the 1 and 6 Texans. The one team there that I'm going to wipe out is the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to wipe out the Falcons at two and six because they both have quarterbacks, right? Yeah. And and um, the Texans have no incentive to lose. They don't have a first round draft pick. Exactly. And the Dallas Cowboys are two and six. They're the one team that's kind of low key in there mm-hmm. that I would see like Jerry's like, let's tank. I mean, like yeah. maybe can, they don't want Dak after a broken leg. You know who uh, has the Houston's first round pick, right? Dolphins, right? Yeah, Some the Dolphins. Yeah, they have no reason to tank. Yeah. Um, first of all, are the the Jets are minus 144 on the season. By the way, they're they, they're the only team in the league to not crack a hundred. <laughs> they're the only team in the league to not crack 100 points on offense. They're at 94. The next lowest is 136. The Patriots they're at 94, um, and like the next lowest plus minus differential is 81 for the Cowboys, right? Who have just had a bad couple games since Dak's out. But yeah, they're a minus 144 on the year. Are they going 0 16? I almost foresee them having no chance to win a game. I mean, at some point, I just feel like a team stumbles onto a win. I could be totally wrong here. I, I don't see, I, I don't know, but I can't, I'm with you. I can't foresee a win with the Jets. They're so god awful. It's time, I take time for people, even like me, to admit, like if Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold has no chance of success to be, if he's going to stay on the New York Jets, it's not his fault, obviously, but this organization, it even makes me wonder if the Jet, if they go 0 16 and have the number one pick, and Trevor Lawrence has already hinted that he hasn't made a decision yet, he might come back to school. 
would he say, fuck, I'm, I'm not coming. I, I'm not going to go play in New York. I'm just, I, I'm going to come back to Clemson for one more year. Um, just as you said about the Houston Texans, I think everyone likes to make these theories that the organization ruined the quarterback. When in reality, sometimes maybe the quarterback's just not it because you know, who wasn't that good before Tom Brady, the new England Patriots, you know, who yeah. wasn't that good before Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks at seven and nine, they luckily made a playoff spot. Like, you know, who wasn't like the, the Rams hadn't had a quarterback for a while. Jared Goff did a good enough job and they got a good enough coach. Um, there's a lot of examples. The New York jets, like what, eight years ago, went to back-to-back AFC championships with Mark Sanchez. It's the same ownership. Right. And it's, it's, I mean, they just had a little bit of a better coach. Yeah. I think it's only one example too. Like if you actually go back and look in history and say, Oh man, this quarterback was in a horrible organization, went to a good organization and started winning. That's Steve young with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then he went to, it was horrible there as a first round draft pick. The San Francisco 49ers turned into a Super Bowl quarterback. But to your point, it doesn't happen often. We haven't ever seen that many, yeah, busts that were like, oh, just kidding. They needed a new opportunity. We thought that with Josh Rosen. We've thought that probably with guys like Ryan Leaf in the past. And you think that with guys like even guys we love, like Jameis Winston. Yeah, right? I mean, stop it. I knew you know, get there. He's going to come back. It, it it, I'm sure he'll come back, but it's not an organizational thing. What, like the organization is not out to make quarterbacks that much better or that much worse. Now, yes, it can cause a little bit of leeway, but they're not there to like, like Sam Darnold's not just bad because he's on the Jets. Maybe he's bad. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I mean, in my quarterback rankings, I think I had him 28th in power rankings. Yeah. Like he's, he's just not good. Yeah. Like, and I think I'm not I saying he can never be restructured. Like I'm not saying it's ne- like I'm going to, if he gets traded to the Colts or the 49ers this off season, yeah, I might say, oh, he has a chance to like resurrect his career, but it is yeah. it's very hard to. I mean, because people say things like the Jags, you don't want to go to the Jags. Well, they were in the AFC championship two years yeah. ago with Blake Bortles. So if they actually had a competent quarterback two years ago, they might have been Super Bowl champs. And that was under the same coach they have now, right? So you never know. Even the Browns, I saw something the last eight years without Baker Mayfield, the Browns won, or no, the last five years without Baker Mayfield, the Browns won four games. So it's like, or was it last four years before him? They won four games. So it's like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, like the Browns and this. It's like, well, Baker goes and everyone hates on Baker, but it's like Baker goes and at least they're winning some games, right? Like Baker's not that great, but you can see that like depending on how average are you win some games. Competent. Exactly. Like Sam Dorn might not be competent. Uh, it does. Josh Rosen might not be. Like seriously, like to have that conversation, he doesn't. But yeah, to get into your question, yeah, I think the Jets, even though I always say they'll stumble upon a win, this team's going 0-16. Probably. Um, for today, George, I'm actually skip our tweets because we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, I'll put them in the article. So anybody that's here, I'm going to at you still on Twitter and say it's in this article. Um, with respect to your tweet, we didn't talk about it, but it's there. Um, or later today, George, maybe we can record a cool little segment of going through tweets and post it by itself, which I can consider. But let's get to our bets of the weekend really quick. Um, if you do want to bet, George, uh, I'm uh, just doing NFL. I know George does NFL and college football. I'm currently – well, first let's get to our bet of the day. But let's go on betus.com. That's B-E-T-U-S.com. And the promo code's the sports on tap for 125% bonus. You put 100 bucks in, they give you 125 George usually hits me with a joke here. 
will run a time crunch. So <laughs> just go to betos.com. The promo code is the sports on tap, all one word. Um, and George, we're starting November. We're both zero and zero. I won September in our bets of the day. Uh, I was three and th- four and two. You won last uh, month at six and two. We're, I'm taking Baltimore minus two and a half at Indianapolis for my bet of the day. Well, love it. For my bet of the day, I'm taking the Miami Hurricanes minus 10 and a half at NC State on Friday night. Uh, other than the game against Clemson, man, Miami's been really damn good this season. Uh, Miami minus 10 and a half versus NC State. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. I like it. We'll see who uh, who who takes the early lead this month. Uh, I dominate. Oh, actually, I didn't dominate. I, I won four. I was four and two in uh, September. You were three and three. And then October, George was six and two, and I was two and six. It was kind of a rough month. But uh, my NFL bets for the week, George, let's talk about them. I'm 21, 17, and two. So I've kind of mm-hmm. like lost some steam. I, I, I'm, coming, I'm coming at you quickly right now. I'm 17 and 23 right now. I, after starting, what was I like? I was, I think, two and eight and then three. You are the opposite of me in week six, I think it was, where I was 18 and 11. I think you were 11 and 18. Yeah. Like almost opposite. Which yeah, is pretty wild. We're both hover, we're, at least we're both uh, doing better lately. Yeah, we sure are. Um, give your college bets really quick, and then let's talk about each other's NFL bets. All right. My college bets of the week are Miami minus 10 and a half at NC State on Friday night, Texas minus six and a half at versus West Virginia University, Clemson minus five at Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence, Florida plus three and a half, not at Georgia. It's a neutral field at the world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida, and Arizona State plus 10 and a half at the University of Southern California. Ooh, Herm Edwards. Oh, yeah. Um, All right, let's get into some NFL bets. We're game. We're going to. Uh, let's get into some NFL bets. Uh, I'm going to give you my first one, George. All right. My first one is Baltimore minus two and a half at Indianapolis. I like that because Lamar Jackson's getting a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Steelers, and everyone's blaming it on Lamar Jackson. And I just don't trust the Colts yet. You're going to give me, like, yeah. honestly, the Ravens under three-point favorites, like 99% of the time, I'm going to probably want to take them unless they're playing Kansas City. Yeah, I, I like that bet. I stayed away from it because I think I had the line Ravens minus two, so I was like right there. So, but I like the bet. Uh, that's where I lean as well. So you got, okay, yeah, Broncos plus four at Falcons. Um, I actually think this line should be three. I didn't like this week's slate very much. This is a really hard line. But I feel really good. Um, I th- feel like I'm getting a three point here with the with the Broncos at the Falcons. Uh, Broncos plus four at Falcons. It's going to be interesting. Bron- Broncos came off one of those triumphant wins, you know? Oh, yeah. And the, Falcons are, and the Falcons are just – I agree with you that the slate's hard because, like, I didn't know what to take this week because yeah. even a game like that, I can give you 100 reasons why Denver would win and I can give you 100 reasons why Atlanta would win this game. Yeah. Uh, I took the New York Giants plus two and a half at Washington. Um, okay. That, I, I had that as a lean as well. What's a lean? Yeah, like, I'm moving towards that way, but I did not take uh, it. Um, the Giants have like kept every game within like two or three points. Like, or you can close your applications, my friend. Yeah, I thought it was closed already, but it, um, it is closed. I don't know why it's on my background though, and it still pops up. Uh, well, 
uh, I think the Giants have kept, every game they're in. It's like seems like it's a freaking two point game. So I just I, I just took it basically. Perfect. I like that bet. I took the buff. Uh, sorry, I did not take Buffalo. I took Jacksonville plus seven versus the Houston Texans. I don't think the Texans should be seven point favorites against anybody. That team is not that good. I know the Jaguars aren't that good either. And sneakily, after winning week one, the Jaguars have been god-awful. They haven't won again since week one. But seven points, I feel like, is too much. to get. The, the Texans shouldn't be doing seven points on anybody. I agree with that. It's just, they're just a bad team right now. Um, I took the Arizona Cardinals minus four and a half at home against Miami. Uh, the reason I took that is Miami also came off of one of those, like, just crazy wins. It's two is only sec only a second game. And I think this game is gonna be a little tougher for them. Um, and Tua didn't really have to do much last game. So I'm going to trust in Arizona, uh, winning this game Tua is going to struggle a little bit. Cause it's game two. He didn't get the ball a lot last week. Oh, yeah, four uh, and a half or five. You said, uh, four and a half. Okay. Cause I had that five because I'm, I'm, I'm actually going opposite with you here. I'm going to Miami to cover the spread, but Arizona to win the game. George, I use uh, our sponsor, betus.com, for I, lines. What would you do the line? I did it yesterday. I did it last night. Last night. It's right. Uh, I have my notifications closed, and I keep getting it. Yeah. So, um, I got – oh, go. Do you have one more? Go ahead. Two more. Two more bets. Um, let's see. I got the Las Vegas Raiders plus one and a half at Chargers. Vegas is a good football team. Um the Chargers have lost a lot of close games this year. I mean, they have a rookie quarterback. He's really damn good, but I think it's just the Raiders are playing to win and make the playoffs. I think the Raiders win this game outright. Um, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks minus three at Buffalo. Um, I just think the Seahawks are a better team, um, and I think Buffalo's like kind of reeling and getting a little worse right now, so I'm going to go with Seattle. Fantastic. All right. Uh, and my last bet, this is my fifth one, I believe, is the dead Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I told you I hate this slate so much. Plus you said the dead in literally the dead Cowboys. The dead Cowboys versus the Steelers plus 14. I'm just hoping they, they can keep it within 14. I had a lot of problems with this slate. I, I When I wrote this line, I wrote that the line should be the Cowboys uh, plus 10 and a half. So I guess I'm getting two and a half free points. Um. I am going with the Carolina Panthers plus 10 and a half at Kansas City because every Carolina game has been within less than 10 points except for one. Um, they seem Teddy to keep it in every game. Huh? Teddy two gloves. Yeah, Teddy two gloves. They tend to just stay close always. So I'm going to go with them. You guys can check us out at Sont Betting, S O N T Betting um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We'll put our bets up there this weekend. Find us at the Sports on Tap on all platforms, at www.thesportsontap.com, and at Poddad on Instagram and Twitter for the podcast. George, I know we got to get rolling. So they like to call us the best brothers in sports. And this is the Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.